one, two, three, four. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Ding Show. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's called out It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Ding Show. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's called out Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Afternoon Yap. I'm Chunk the Punk, and with me today is my co-host and best pal of all time, it's Dinger Dog. Also joining us today is the author of the widely popular blog, Netflix and Grill. It's our new friend, Aaron. Fellas, what is up? Hey. Hi. Hi. Uh, it, we're fabulous because we dive in so deep. We deep dive. Di- deep dive into the podcast or deep dive into our subjects? Uh, That's ooh. what she said. <laughs> ooh, you caught me off guard there. Whichever pays more. Yeah. Uh, on tonight's episode, we cover the news of the week in video games. We've got some yap quickies and finally review of the new Nintendo Switch JRPG Octopath Traveler. Are you allowed to say JRPG on the podcast? JRPG is very much the preferred nomenclature. Oh. But fellas, what's up, Dinger Dog? I haven't seen you in like five weeks. Aaron, we'll get to you in a second. It's been but this is a big deal for me. You've been gone for five. We haven't had a, an afternoon yap since July 13. I every single week I'm like, hey Jeff, where or Dinger Dog, where are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm traveling. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and um, that's because I don't like you. Oh no, no, it, I, we actually, I actually had at least two people ask me when the next yap was. Yeah, we're a very popular show. That was the prosecutor <laughs> and the assistant prosecutor <laughs> in Bangkok. Yeah, I, I don't know about any of that business. So, yeah, it's it's been a long summer. What's going on? It looks like um, we're here in your basement, which is usually our recording haven, our nerd hole. This is the last up. afternoon yap in the Northwood basement. I, we North- bought a house. We're moving Rats. to another part of Columbus. Um, and this basement looks pretty awful when well, you strip out down all the Nirvana posters and get rid of the arcade games and get rid of the mildewy carpet. It looks pretty bad. Will there be a nerd hole in the Oh, for place? sure. Next place has uh, a finished basement. It also has another separate room for the arcade games. Uh, we have a guest with us tonight. Aaron, can you tell us a little bit about Netflix and Grill, please? Sure. What I do is I watch a streaming show. I've always been a television movie kind of junkie. And what I do is I pair that show with a meal, an album, and a drink. Kind of plan your whole night at home. Publishers, take notice. This is way better than the way Dinger Dog explained it to me. He's just a guy that sits around and watches Netflix, and he says, gives it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. That's exactly what you told me. You're like, the guy's kind of funny. I've never read it. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither has anyone else. It's all right. I mean, I I subscribe, much like many of our listeners. I I subscribe to duty, but, you know. So, Dinger Dog, you've had five weeks to prepare for the show. Um, You texted me about a week ago, and you said, I've got something prepared. Can I bring it to the show? And I want to just... So, yeah, let me take it from there, because here's what we got. So, I've been traveling, listening to a lot of other podcasts, doing the market research, seeing what other folks are doing. And, like we just mentioned, you're moving so I've been breaking into your house when you're not here. Not breaking in. I have a key. I'm going to miss this place. So one keep of the, the key. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep the key. Nice. Uh, one of the things. Where else will you give a quick tug <laughs> during your lunch break? I mean, it's, where else are you going to come over and number two when you could have number two at work? Well, you're almost right. Anyway. Where else are you going to come over and kick a quick dog? Puppy dog. Yeah, kick, true story. Dog. Jeff almost ran over ah! my wife at Kroger in the part of town where we live. Who's Jeff? Who's Jeff? This is Dinger Dog. Dinger <laughs> almost ran over my wife 
on a Bloody Mary run at Kroger in the middle of the afternoon in the part of town we live in. I think that's that, a true story. That's maybe backwards and. Um, oh, was it Megan that was drinking? Yes, and probably. that you were walking. I was walking. I was probably at work, you know, help feeding children. Anyway, so I've got. I, I broke into your house the other day, and I was thinking about how what all the podcasters and, and bloggers of the world are doing is ruffling around your stuff, kind of like I always do. And it just like all the podcasters out there, they're doing the twelve rules for living. Sure, I don't. I've never heard that. Oh, you lied because I found yours. Oh, tucked away in your skibby drawer. Oh, that's right. And so that's where I hide it. Yeah, that's right. And so, um, with that, I'd like to read you Chunk's twelve rules for living, starting oh, with number I'm like twelve. Pulling my collar like in the cartoons. Yeah. Aye, 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 aye. Oh, this Jeez. is gonna be good or bad. Uh, courtesy laughs, please, Aaron. Uh, number uh, number twelve. Toilet paper is optional. To- we don't even have any toilet paper right now. I know. I'm sure you have friends over, but hey, if you're gonna have to take a deuce, you gotta bring take your a own shower. toilet paper. Uh, I didn't know that that was actually a rule, but that, I mean that's that is actually <laughs> it's optional. It's an optional thing. Uh, number eleven. Recycling is great, of course, when it's convenient. If you're right near the bin, go ahead and toss your cans in. If you're not, however, jam them in the trash can. I mean, especially if they're cluttering up your house for more than a minute and a half. And plus, recycling is probably some made-up thing from the spendocrats anyway. Is Global that, warming is a myth. Is that what you think? Well, it's just I know that I'll be long dead before any of this really affects me. So that's kind of where I am on that standpoint. Okay. So you're fine with that? Sure. So just throw your cans in the trash. Well, not if I've got to walk them all the way outside to the, to the recycling. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Number 10. We're moving right along because these are nailing. Uh, never refer to a person's underparts by their anatom- anatomically correct name. Oh, okay. I got it. Like so your instead, hog. No, no, no. You got this because you wrote it. Instead, try for men, trouser snouser. Yeah, pants schnauzer. Meet Computer Junior. <laughs> or Hog Log. And for women, oh, you know, actually, I'm going to skip the ones you wrote for women because, um, you know, I, I prefer to stay married. All right. Uh, number nine, be proud of yourself. Don't be afraid to boast a little. That's, I think that's, that's a great yeah. thing. You know, you should be proud of yourself. Let's read on here. It, uh, it says, and by boast, I mean exaggerate. And by exaggerate, I mean lie. I mean, how else do you expect to get a job without a little boasting on a resume? Is there anything you want to tell us about that? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, huh. Ooh. Ooh. Deny, deny, deny. All right. Uh, Number eight. Always drink wine. That's like the chunk from two years ago. (laughs) And remember, any wine of any vintage can be improved with a few ice cubes and a splash of Sprite. Now, that's accurate. I mean, red wine, I've seen you do it. You're that's, like, that's completely this, accurate. I bring over a 76 cab, and you're like, bink, bink, ice cubes. I was like, is it an even year? Oh, it is? Oh, that's <laughs> oh, good. Then I put the ice in. the ice in the Sprite. It's uh, the odd years they get the sugar. Ooh, you're the booger sugar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're moving right along. This is Rip and Skit. Uh, seven sporting events are great. I agree. I like yeah. sporting events. I was actually a little surprised to see this on your uh, 12 Rules for Living. Sporting events are great opportunities to invite friends over and try to convince them 
to do anything but watch the game? That's accurate. What's that about? That's accurate. Even like, I'll text people and I'll be like, dude, the new soccer ball match is on. <laughs> and they're like, dude, you hate soccer ball. And I'm like, I know, but I love gatherings and I don't like going And places. then you get here and then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, can we put the soccer match on? You're, you're like, like, oh my gosh, I ate I so much snacks. I got to go upstairs that. and take a poop yeah, and there's no. Like, but have you seen the new Mario Luigi fight yeah. out or uh-huh. whatever? All right. So. Mario Luigi Hug Club. <laughs> That's my, that's my favorite one. I don't know what websites you go to. All right. Number six, and it says, I'm going to read this word for word. Speaking of sports, and then there's a the little winking emoji. Speaking of sports, always pull the goalie. In fact, don't even hire a goalie. I am anti-goalie. They make it feel bad. Can you explain that to me? I don't That's kind of like real cowboys ride bareback, right? Is that what you're getting at? I don't understand even what that means. This is a love term technology. Is this an innuendo? Should we let the window? <laughs> should we open up the window? Right, let right, some of these right, innuendos right. out? I get it now. I get it. It's about, like it's double, about double birth control. I didn't even know about any of that good stuff until I was about 20 years old. And I said to myself, dinger dog. I'm usually safe whenever I'm making love, but I heard that you're not. Can you tell me about it? And you're like, Chunk, sit down. I'm going to tell you all sit about down. it. It's Take a, a seat. I got, do I have world. things to tell you? All right. All right. We're moving right around because this is awesome. Number five. Jesus. We're only that. A good salesman knows that no means ask again. Maybe means yes. And yes means, oh, <laughs> I don't think we can. We can't say that word. Who's off. your salesman, Zach Smith? <laughs> no, no, we can't. <laughs> we can't say that word on the on the yap. I'm sorry about that one. We'll have to read that one. T- tweet us, and I'll and I'll I'll PM you what that word actually was. All right. Uh, number four, Mr. Rogers had it right. That's uh, changing your clothes when you get home is a great idea, except make sure switch out the the cardigan for basketball shorts that's true and the loafers for a zelda t-shirt that's also true i mean that's a great rule of life i didn't even think that's a joke that's just the way you are how Um, else are people gonna know that i really like zelda unless i've got the shirt on (laughs) exactly exactly all right number three don't forget to laugh that's a great rule of life these are deep live Uh, laugh love bud don't forget all but also don't forget to laugh don't forget that jokes are for the teller <laughs> don't burden yourself with others cons- reactions you know what i like to do i like to tell a joke get a big laugh and then i tell it again real quick just to kind of piggyback off of that laugh yeah, just get a second laugh just, just to get, get a get second, second high. you know it's like when you put the cigarette in the never mind okay um number two we're almost there uh remember to have fun great rule i love that yeah keeps you healthy but also remember whatever fun that can be had in the world Probably also can be had in a properly equipped basement. Yeah, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then it here, just yes. says, "I don't get out much." Is that is that rule number one? That was rule number two. <laughs> rule number one to end with a bang: keep a work life balance. Who, yeah. who can't agree with that? Why do homework, home repairs, fine movers read anything? <laughs> that's what the dinger dog is. Yeah, for. That's totally accurate. <laughs> I remember, remember when you put together an outside bar inside my house and you put together the whole thing <laughs> and I sat there supervised. Yeah. I provided beverages if you needed them. Tinger dog. That's it for chunks. 12 rules to life. I actually wrote my own sketch because I was slightly worried that that was kind of 
kind of bomb. <laughs> Good thing it didn't, though. It didn't, though. No. Every joke landed. Why yeah. would you think that? So I wrote my own real quick one. We'll get through it. Then we'll start talking about the news. Here at the Afternoon Yap, we do a lot of comedy sketches. Some of them don't work. <laughs> some of them some of them do work. Oh, okay. And then in the middle, we talk about some video games. Dinger Dog, Aaron, um, a movie just came out, like, what, two weeks ago or so? It's uh, that new Jason Statham movie. It's called The Meg. It's about oh. the Megalodon. Yeah. The prehistoric the massive yeah. uh, shark. Right. Uh, it was supposed to bomb. Megalodon. Look, can you, you put the accent on the wrong syllable? <laughs> Meg- Megalodon? Megalodon. Megalodon. <laughs> Megalodon? Megalodon. So I'm going to play a quick game with you guys. All right. This, this sketch is called Meg or The Meg. I'm going to describe a fact to you, Dinger Dog, and if you think it's about your wife, say Meg. <laughs> and if you think it's about the prehistoric shark, say The Meg. Do you understand the rules, Stinger Dog? Do this I, is gonna be lightning. This, this is gonna be dog. lightning quick. All right, all right. Aaron, you can play if you want to. Do you understand? Can Aaron just play for me? My <laughs> wife's name is Megan too, but I'm gonna play for Jeff. All right, yes. Yeah, so Meg, Meg or the Meg? Okay. No, you got Jeff. You gotta play. All right, yeah, all right, that's right, you, right. You got yeah, or Dinger Dog. Yes. You've gotta play. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Dinger. Has all right, to play. and one, two, three, ready, go. This Meg is about 23 meters long. The Meg. Correct. This Meg is an outspoken Hillary Clinton supporter. The Meg. Meg. <laughs> yeah. Correct. This Meg can travel at speeds of over 140 kilometers per hour. Uh, Meg. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> no, the Meg. Yeah. The Meg. This Meg has an overbearing mother-in-law, probably. Uh, the Meg. The Meg. <laughs> leaving it at that. The Incorrect. Meg. This Meg's tooth is the size of a human hand. Uh, the Meg. Uh, this, Meg this Meg has two little baby Megs that thankfully look like their mother. Uh, the Meg. Oh, wait, Meg. Meg. Correct. This Meg loves sex in the city as well as the TV show of the same name. Uh, Meg. Yeah. <laughs> this Meg was the largest predator that ever lived. Meg. The Meg. <laughs> Correct. This game is dangerous. This Meg doesn't take any crap from anyone, especially if you're Republican. Both of them. The Meg. Meg. What, what do you mean? Correct. Matter? This Meg ate whales for breakfast. Oh, no, that has to be the Meg. Correct. This Meg is a vegetarian, but will also settle for expensive sushi. <laughs> Meg? <laughs> this Meg went extinct around 2.6 million years ago. Come on. <laughs> the Meg, yeah. This Meg eats a shit ton of grapes. Uh, Meg. <laughs> this, <laughs> Meg <laughs> this Meg had the most powerful bite of any known animal. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Meg. And last but not least, this Meg has a partner with enormous penis. Oh, either or. So. Both! We'll accept both answers. Digger dog, congratulations. You won, Meg or no Meg. I don't think that I won, though. I think that I am, am destined to lose that somehow. Oh, please. Back up. Oh, please, it's your life, not mine. <sighs> Do you guys want to talk about some video games? Oh, I can't Absolutely. wait. Now that I'm out of breath from excitement, Meg or the Meg. I love it. Uh, it's so. a good thing she doesn't listen. Uh, Nintendo sued two long-standing emulation sites. This was about a week or two ago. Uh, the one was Love Retro and Love ROMs. Nintendo cited $2 million for illicit use of their trademark, plus $150,000 for each Nintendo game hosted. These sites have since taken down all of their Nintendo ROMs. Ro- uh, ROMs and emulation have been around since, I don't know, 95, 96? I remember in, in high school downloading Super Mario RPG on my computer. I used to own the game, 
and then I got rid of it. I wanted to play it again. A buddy of mine at high school said, you can just download the ROM. ROMs have always been kind of technically legal because they exist as another way to play the game if you own the game. But mm. come on. Do you think that the it's majority of... It's kind of like that uh, Napster. Exactly. That's a timely... What do you guys think industry. about this and why is this happening now? So Nintendo is suing these sites. They're taking down all their Nintendo ROMs. I think the one site shut down. They're going after... I, I have a really strong and, and actually like not joke opinion about this. Please, I, please I think, say it. I mean, content creators are struggling because there's all these other content creators out there. There's all these... Sure bloggers and other weirdos or podcasters things that are taking a little little itty bitty bites like death by a thousand cuts out of their pie and so they are trying to like get any dollar they can they're squeezing all anything they can down market they're basically flexing their muscles to make sure that if they own the ip that they get the dollars for it and that you have to get them the dollars for it so that that so i mean nintendo is 100 percent in the right um, but do you I mean, think they, it's there? Yeah. If they own the IP, they, they should be able to control it. Right. But, For, but the way this is manifesting though is so if when you, so when you're thinking about a cart, like a Nintendo cartridge, it makes sense. Right. Can, but what they really want to do is license you to that game rather than have you own the game. Like ownership of games is going away people. And I'm that you heard it here first. They don't want you to be able to say, hey, Dinger Dog, try this game. Hey, GameStop, buy this back for me. They want you to subscribe? Is that what they, you're saying? Yeah, they want, you, they want your money on a Netflix-type style. Sure. Or, or like you license that game, but you have, to, you have no other rights to it other than to play it on one TV with your thumb in your butt while mm. standing on your head. You know what I mean? Like I have they, that app. <laughs> yeah, they want to control their ip so because otherwise in this world ips get out there and they're you can't get them back when they're out there the and, frustrating thing about it is and what was i gonna say i don't know save me for a second because i lost my thought the frustrating thing is that i have to now go home to an angry wife because of your last skit oh okay Meg, <laughs> right, Meg. no i mean are you frustrated that what you can't Oh, games. So no, this generation was the first time that I started buying a bunch of digital games. The the PlayStation Three era, the Xbox Three Sixty era. I loved buying the physical games. I really loved buying the physical games because I liked looking at the box. I liked opening it up. I liked uh, looking through the 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 manual. I mean, remember back in this the the SNES days. The, the Nintendo days when you had a really nice color, full color manual to look through, you don't have that anymore. That's another. And, that's a great thing about buying records is the, the notes on the inside, the photos. You get to hold it. It's tangible. I bought a record player for that very specific reason. I knew I was only going to buy 10 records, and it's because I grew up in the 90s. I fell in love with music in the 90s, mm-hmm. and I lived at record stores. Absolutely. And so I bought a rec- I got a record player for Christmas two years ago, and I only bought 10 records. I bought like my favorite records, and it's because it's, a, it's that physical thing it's i there was a a a deep connection for me to go into a a record store sift through it find that hidden gem and be able to bring it home and look through it look through the liner notes and stuff like that it's the same thing with with video games and what i was getting at is in this i don't buy physical games anymore because it's just so much more convenient to not have to switch discs right and that's the convenience is what is going to erode like so now it's going to be now you're buying games digitally now you're not going to the shop and seeing everything that's out there. You're basically getting, basically it's like your Apple newsfeed, right? 
They're, they're going to see. They're going to make their an algorithm will tell you what you like, based on what you like. Mm-hmm. And so you're never like. I think we all will have to be very. And this is about as serious as I've ever been on the app. Uh, be very careful about that because you're going to miss wide swaths of things. I mean, these indie games that are coming out are cool, but how is it that you're going to see them all if you if you I mean, you're not going to scroll through 10,000 things, right? I, no. I, I don't know. What should I do with my Fortnite CD? <laughs> uh, put it put it in your CD player in your 98 Toyota Camry. Sweet. <laughs> and and try it, and I would like to uh, we'll post it afterwards. Uh, Son- Watch you flop. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog has found his voice for the upcoming movie adaption in Ben Schwartz, who also Adaptation. voices Dewey Duck on Disney Channel's new DuckTales series. Quick question. Did you guys watch the new DuckTales by chance? I, I watched the old DuckTales like in the 80s. Oh, I, I absolutely did too. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, Parks and Rec? Uh, do you remember the character John Ralphio? Yeah. He was yeah, one yeah. of my favorite characters on that show. He is going to be the voice of the new Sonic oh, the Hedgehog. Perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. I, I I haven't seen the new DuckTales, but everybody who has has told me it's great, and he does a Duck good job. DuckTales was not the one with Blue, right? No, damn it. That was Tailspin. Oh. <laughs> You're doing this on purpose. <laughs> yeah, You're the cartoon guy. Yeah. DuckTales is when Scrooge McDuck yeah. defies the laws of gravity and dives into a pool of gold. A metal. Of hard metal. Yeah, and comes and up swimming. swimming. Yeah, and spits it out of his mouth. Yeah. Scrooge McDucking is, is a verb <laughs> that I would at some point like to do. Into, like a, into a bunch of money? Oh, just to have enough. I just rub it all over me. Oh, I'd just be filthy and ah. Oh. Uh, during a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate themed Nintendo Direct, Luigi had his soul stolen from his body by death while exploring a familiar setting from Castlevania. They even had a, f- a funeral like two weeks ago for Luigi because they showed this trailer for the new Super Smash Brothers and Luigi died and they didn't show him come back to life. Nintendo came back like a week later on Twitter and said, Luigi's alive and well. Uh, are you excited for this new Super Smash Brothers? I should be. I really, really should be. Me and you played the... I decided I'm, I don't think I want to buy it because I, I buy it just for you, and then me and you get bored of it after an hour. The la- I mean, the last iteration that I loved was the 64. And that was 20 years ago. When you put it that way. Yeah, but geez, you're making me feel old. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess... But I'm I'm still kind of. How would you kill Luigi? He's been getting dogged on. I mean, it was nobody I mean, cares. It's it was not maybe Mario. like four no, or five no, years ago. My, this is Luigi's like my my persona. It was like maybe four or five years reason. ago where Nintendo was like 2012 or 2013, and they were like, "This is the year of Luigi," and they just tacked Luigi onto a couple like DLC functions for some of these Nintendo games, and they're like, "This is the year of Luigi," and people are like, "We don't." Care. I love Luigi. I'm always Luigi. I get. I've been in like actual fights at my house <laughs> about like 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 like. That's I'll quit and not play. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not playing Mario Kart if I'm not Luigi. That's if you're just With been my nine year old daughter. So you're second fiddle in real world and in the video game world too. You're like, I want to be the one in... that Peach doesn't pick. No, I want her second. Oh, have you seen or his, his second? Oh no, he's taking play, it on the side. You know he's friend zoned. No, no, he's. Uh, have you seen the who's this other girl? Who's and, and it's never been Luigi's Daisy. girl. There's like four other Daisy. girls, and they're all sleeping with Toad and Yoshi. No, they're not. No one's sleeping with Toad. That's some sort of thing that is illegal in all countries. And then there's Dinger Dog, <laughs> aka Luigi, sleeping on the floor in the bed 
next to them. Watching this all, on, <laughs> Watching this on all unfold. Uh, the Dark Souls trilogy has been announced for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and has been given an October release date. I, I'm not... I love Dark Souls 3. Uh, I love Bloodborne. I've played through maybe the first third of the first Dark Souls. I don't know who they are going after for this. This is going to be 80 bucks. Uh, it's packaging all three of them together. Uh, it'll have the new, uh, the the remaster that just came out a couple of months ago for Dark Souls 1. Um, but I don't think that this is going to get any new adopters to it. I just picked up Dark Souls 3. Did you? Yeah, I'm just I'm too afraid to actually start it. Oh, you gotta start it. It's so hard though, right? Yeah, but I listen. For as much as I dog you, and for as much as I give you a hard time, you you can play video games. I still don't think that you beat Fortnite in a game of uh, battle my royale. Freaking profile. Yeah, I mean, but I think you had somebody else over and they did it, and then you well, posted yeah, it on social you media. Had a neighbor, I think I think you should give it a shot. It's just. It's that it's a you love hard those games. Hold on a second. Words. Hold those on a second. You love hard game games. You you've sat down and said verbatim, I love the hardest Mario game. I love the hardest oh, platformer game. But it, it's it's like it's, there's no difference between that and Dark Souls. It's a complicated game that you've got to just get good at. Right, but I'm at the bottom of Everest looking up, right? It's I need to like you know, like drink a Powerade and have a a cliff bar. You would have I mean, a real. That's a healthy rage. <laughs> yeah, Dinger Dog, how many times do you think if me and you were on Everest, like in the movie Everest, and we were trying to survive together and it was a survival movie, how long into the movie before you started eating my dead carcass? Uh, I, I would say probably <laughs> not long. I've thought about this in survival situations, and I think I would just kill myself. I'd be like, I don't want to starve well, to that's death. Good because I don't want to die to the elements. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would, Dinger, I would give you my sriracha sauce, and I'd be like, listen, eat I, my dick. I, it's no, fine. It it's fine. It'll literally. eat it. No, I think what I, I would wait a little bit, because if you had sriracha sauce, I would be like, hey, put, rub the sriracha sauce on your skin. It keeps you warm. You know, and like, Is there any muscle? Right. Is there any muscle on this fat blob? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. No, and then like just for 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 maybe a week, you'd just be marinating yourself in sriracha. And what I'm are glad you, you say doing? You it's like out. trust me, when I keel over and die, I'm gonna be delicious. You're, no, just keep you warm. You're not gonna die. You're not gonna die. And then not for a long time. And then spice. Uh, Nintendo has announced that its online subscription service, like we were just talking oh. about a little bit ago, uh, will be launching the latter half of next month. So mid September. Uh, it's gonna be twenty bucks a year. And it'll be the kind of ho-hum online experience. You'll get the access to those three. <laughs> Does uh, it say that in the presser? Yeah, yeah. they, they should have. Yeah. They should have. Every single time that this has been announced, they'll be like, how's the online experience? Ah, it's not good. Yeah. But 20 bucks is 20. It's not 60. Yep. Right. So, and then you'll get uh, uh, an ever-changing library. I'm not sure how, how many months you get the game for. Oh, but, you, but you, what do you see what I'm saying? You don't own it. You don't own it. And in the first library, the first setup of games, I can't remember, but I think like one of them was like Ice Climber or something. Just something oh, nobody God, I wants. I owned that one. They throw one gem in there. They're like, here's Super Mario 3. Shut up. Here's Ice that Climber. And here is, you know, Ninja Gaiden 3 or something like that. But it's it's finally launching. The, the system came out, what, March of last year. So it's been out a full year and a half now. And we've been waiting for this online experience. It's going to be cheap when it comes out. I'll definitely get it. It's going to have the program, like you said, where you're going to have a free game for eh, probably six months. Once once that time period is up, that game will be off of your system. Um, so you can't subscribe 
like $20 flat fee any game you want. No, just, no. Okay. $20 no. flat fee, they curate what you get. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, and, that's not right. Do you, I mean, and, you ever go to a restaurant like that? Yeah. Would you be like, here no, you go. No, I mean, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, right. I mean, you wouldn't go to a restaurant. Yeah. Take it two, back, two of my Two of my best friends yeah. also have Wii, or Wii, or Wii's. Two of my best friends also have Switches, and not Wii. once have we ever sat down and Me said, <laughs> let's try to play this game together because the online experience has always been really bad. You got to go find your friend with like a 20 code, 20 letter code, and then the the the, the vehicle that you have to use is an, an app on a phone with a headset. It's just really bad. So here was my idea when those uh, Super Nintendo, uh, or just the regular Nintendo reissues came out. The yeah, they're great. The I have the Super Nintendo one, and I have the... Uh, and I have the NES one. So I love it. So for a novice like me, a guy who will want to get back into it, sell me that unit for 40 or $50. Give me an online subscription. Make it Wi-Fi on that actual machine. And give me access to any 8-bit game that I want. I would certainly pay $15 a month for that. You know, and it, okay. might, it might actually work with Nintendo. Because Sony right. has been trying to do it. They, they launched their PS Now, I think it's called, like three or four years ago. Nobody wants that. Nobody is that, deeply nostalgic for a PlayStation 2 game. Some people are nostalgic for a PS1 game, but I don't think that they stream the PS1 games. Okay. And they also stream the PS3 games, and you have to have a really strong internet connection. Because if you don't have some... I played it over at my buddy's house, and he had probably 50 MPS or something like that. And there's a ton of buffering, and that is not how you want to play a video game. But the whole Netflixing of the, of the commerce... Is, is is the issue still even with sure, what, sure. what you're saying is like right. so why wouldn't I just get that device and then I'll pay six dollars for Mario three and have it forever not when sure. they decide to bring it on and bring it on like I've been following That'd be great. Jurassic that. Park on Netflix for like years and it's on there and it's not it's on there and it's not and it's like why can't it just be on there you because know? of licensing issues because they they only. They only buy it for so, like a set amount of years. Yeah, for a set amount of time, and then dinosaurs are a conspiracy. Never really real. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sony is celebrating the milestone of 500 million PlayStation 4 systems sold with its 500 million limited edition PS4 Pro. Uh, I think that it's already going for astronomical amounts uh, in some specific markets. I'm not sure if you can get it in the store yet, but it's like. It's blue. I, who does this appeal to? I, I, I don't want that. People with more money than they know what to do with. Like, I need to ha- – I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm the wrong person to talk I, to. I basically got gifted into a current generation. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, who, why would you spend more – like, you just get a regular one, right? So, I, I mean, this is a, a huge thing in and of itself, though, 500 million PlayStation – Four systems, so I think that the system came out almost five years ago. So 100 million consoles per year, so big deal. That's a how much does one cost? Uh, so the PlayStation Four Pros are well, 400. Wow. And the so PlayStation Four regulars are 300. 500 million sold at 400 dollars. That's like that's 60, a gang of cash. That's 60 dollars. <laughs> Someone that guy made 60 dollars profit. He's gonna have a sandwich. Uh, Supermassive Games, makers of the game Until Dawn, which is fabulous. I played it a couple years ago and it came out. It was a, a horror game. Announced a new horror series, the Dark Pictures Anthology, and the first game is called The Man of Medan, due out sometime in 2019. I am so excited that uh, the uh, – what did I call that game? Until Dawn sold really well because horror games are a super niche in, or niche 
in the video game market. Oh, and it's it's kind of like it, it always it's like the it's like uh, the um, oh shit what's the game that I'm thinking about uh, Dead Space. Dead Space comes out. It was made by a relatively small team. It sold really, really well. And the, 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 the geniuses over at EA said, this game sold really well. We're going to give you a boatload of money for the second one. You need to make it sell even more. They did that with the second one. It, they bloated the hell out of it. They did it to the third one. And now Visceral Games is out of the business. So you have to, when you're making uh, horror video games for these consoles, you have to make them on a regular, uh, a small budget. Um, because it's a it's a niche product. It's not it's not like it is not like horror movies are, where you can make a a, a game for you know or a movie for that's what I was four million dollars. Sequel doesn't work, right? I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, there's something about the difference between watching a Jason movie and what playing a horror video game are wildly different, right? Yeah. When you play through it, you you've experienced it. You, you don't really want the same tropes again. So that's why I think – I don't even think it has anything to do with the, the small teams or anything like that. I think it just has to do with the original idea. Like how many times can you get like, ooh, <coughs> I'm dead in space again? Or I, I mean I actually watched a little bit of Dead Space being played. Like, oh, I'm somehow again on another ship with dead aliens. I just – I love horror. <laughs> and and it, whether, it's, sure. whether it's TV, whether it's movies – especially in video games and I'm a huge fan of it and you got to keep it to a regular relatively small development team because it's just it's a for a niche audience did you guys ever play the 8-bit Nintendo Friday the 13th yeah I we did it we did a app on it awesome it is it is so it is a (laughs) that is a love-hate game because people hate it and what? because the gameplay is kind of nonsense, they don't tell you what to do, but this is a That's Nintendo game. This is a Nintendo game where all your characters die and it goes, you and your friends are dead. Yeah. And I was eight years old. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I wish yes! my friends were dead. <laughs> no, but you just on an NES game that's branded, you know, like official seal of Nintendo and it, and it's Jason and it's got that scary. It's just, it's can, awesome. I can, love that. Can game. I digress? We we already did, we just did. Okay, did did you ever put like your teachers' names into Oregon Trail and then kill them on purpose? No, didn't play Oregon uh, Trail. I got suspended for that. Um, <laughs> arcade one up cabinets. Uh, Dinger Dog, it, you've been kind of ignoring my text for this is five weeks. Has drowned. <laughs> <laughs> there is a company called Arcade One Up, and they are releasing uh, these cabinets that I believe are sixty pounds. They are three fourths the size. Of a How regular arcade machine. Hold on. They're, they're four feet tall, and they're also selling risers. You're going to get an LCD screen. You're going to get really nice controls. You're going to get a mono speaker. Oh, and, a mono speaker. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Your brother? They, are sell- they, were, they were announcing them for 400 bucks. Now they're going to be 300 bucks. They're coming out in September. They've got a Street Fighter one. They've got a... They've got a rampage one. They've got a final Ooh. fight one, Ooh. and each one Which of the cabinets, rampage? each one of the cabinets has about three games in it. And I've been watching so much videos. The the the, the cabinets look great. Like I really want one. I'm going to buy one. But they Absolutely. keep on saying that they're trying to fulfill um, a, a a a category that people want that's not out there. And I want to sit the guy down and be like, I think that you are. They, they're selling it. They're going to sell it in Bed Bath and Beyond, Walmart. GameStop, they're they're putting out uh, like floor models. They are gonna go really really hardcore with this with this 
our line of arcades, and I really think that the company will probably go bust. I can't wait till the used market is flooded with these because that's be, that, that's be, what I thought of. Because when you guys... companies have tried this; they've tried this. I have I have pinball machines where they're smaller pinball machines. That company is Zizzle is now out of business. They had uh, my big arcade machines, which they had a Konami one and they had a Midway one. That company is now out of business. People that are diehard people that play arcade games, that grew up with arcade games, they find a way to get those into their house. Sure. They they find a way. It, be, it, mm-hmm. it, it is a huge pain in the ass. It's a $350 or $350, 350 pound machine that is six feet tall that doesn't fit anywhere. But Kind of like most video game players. Nothing, oh, not nothing, nothing replicates a full-size arcade machine. So I think that, I think that these machines are going to do okay, but I really think that they are really overstretching their bounds and I, I, that they're I, in a lot of here's, trouble. Here's the life of that, as I read it, right? They're going to have a great... I'll bet they have a Gangbusters Q4, right? They're going to sell a lot of these... It's a great. What's the price point? Two ninety nine. Okay, that's, that's a, it's a deal it's with a, a really nice LCD. I think it's a seventeen inch LCD it's like screen. A, it's like a. The, there's art. There's there's the real, uh, can, real can arcade finish? art on it. Can, can, can I finish? Can I finish? I'm sorry. I'm just excited about this. Like right, I really you, want you, one. I want the Street Fighter one. I really want a Mortal Kombat. So what one. I guess what I'm saying that's exactly it. That you you robbed my point. That there's a lot of thirty somethings and forty early forty somethings who's males out there whose wives are just like man i just got gifted christmas like right i'm going sure. to do this i got disposable income and guess what then it's going to come home and she's going to be like where the f- are we putting that thing yeah <laughs> where do you think you're putting that and he says bend over and enjoy it and then, <laughs> and, and then it gets then it then it sits in a basement and then it doesn't get played because that that is what i'm worried about is because i already have I already have my dream Street Fighter set up, and I just want this because it's so eye-pleasing. And I, I see myself buying it, getting so excited, putting it together, playing it for one evening with my buddies, and then kind of just turning it on and looking at it. Because mm. I've already, I already got, I already have my arcade cabinets to play the real thing. This is just a smaller version of that. So, Chunk, they, what would your top three games on that be if you could make that happen? Mortal Kombat Two. Uh, Street Fighter and uh, shoot uh, 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 the Simpsons arcade game uh, Turtles in Time. You're out of. You're, you're out of three. I'm just. You're, you're I'm just. Of, four is bigger than three. That's why four was created. Okay, so my top three: Mortal Kombat <laughs> Two, Street Fighter, and the Simpsons. Mortal Kombat Two, great call. I would. I would absolutely love to have a stand-up Simpsons arcade machine, and if they make one for this arcade cabinet or arcade one-up cabinet, I'm just gonna piss off my wife. <laughs> Because it's going to be sorry, in our honey, home. I didn't know you'd be so upset. <laughs> or, or awake. Yeah. The, the, oh, <laughs> so, so those launch in September. And I, I can't wait to play one. I just It's going to be a little while before I buy one. That's last, awesome. Last story before our first commercial. Uh, the game that we're going to review at the end of the episode, Octopath Traveler, has exceeded Square Enix expectations. And now it's likely to make more JRPGs like it. I don't want to get too much into this because I'm going to review the game at the end of the episode. But I fear that they are jumping too hard on something. That's what she said. Ha! that people are stoked about because of nostalgia. So I worry that if they make more games like this, they're going to see a steady decline in sales. Do you guys want to uh, take a quick break and we'll yeah, be right I'm back? Yeah, I thinking about, has there ever been a, I've never had anybody jump on it. Never mind, go ahead. Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Oh let's take God. a quick break. <laughs> Chunk. 
Yes. Aaron? Yes? Do you know, um, life these days is, it's, it's challenging. There's Tell me we, about it. There's lots of things we gotta do that we don't necessarily want to do. I don't I even right? have children. Oh, okay. Well, let's 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 slow down a little bit. We're just talking about. That's day, what I say stuff. at any at any party that I'm at. I don't even have children. Yeah, and you oh, and you don't even. Have, I thought you said I don't want to have children. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, there's a conversation. Okay, so the the good folks at Moral Implications mm. have come up with something. It's it's. I designed it. I helped them. Based on, you know, I'm, I'm a happy guy. I get right through life. I'm just smiling all the time. Chunk's like, why does everybody like you? I'll tell you why everybody likes me. you're a yes man. That's Cause I, because I have the McDinger cup. All right, what's Ooh. the McDinger cup? The McDinger Sounds cup. Nice. There's three versions, right? There's the morning coffee tumbler. It's called if you don't start in the morning, right? There's the nooner special, which just looks kind of like, a, like, a, like one of those fancy has a straw in it thing. And then there's Parasol? the... Parasol? Maybe whatever the hell that is, I don't know. I don't know. And the then umbrella. there's the evening special, which I like to. Call. It's for the. It's for those PTA meetings. I'm it's on the edge. Of, <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. What do these cups do? So what they do is that they're just like any other cup that you spent. They're thirty nine ninety nine, just like any other thirty nine ninety nine cup that keep your drink super cold. But they also add a little booze. They add the booze, or we add the booze. Well, you add the booze to the cup for the week. Oh, that's and brilliant. And it just adds the booze as it needs it. And it ha- what? Okay, that's one feature. That's just one feature. So wait a second. I don't even have to pull a bottle out no, in, so in if, public if, if, and, and fill it up. So it's just already when, there. When you're at the PTA meeting and the teacher's telling you your kid's an asshole, you just like you click Press a, little, a button. little double uh, click. And all of a sudden you're like, no, you know something, lady? You're the asshole. So you know, and then educators appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sure That's they do. Idea. I know. Yeah. So this cup is for a nice eye opener all day long. All day long. Anytime. Anytime. And, you know, it, it has other features, right? So if you ever get down during the day, you know, it, it'll give you a little bit of encouragement. Uh, it, it'll just say, hey, dinger dog, you look great. Hey. Well, thanks. I've been, I've been trying to look at watch my figure. And, and, the, and the other thing is the straw actually is a breathalyzer. No, shoot. Whoa. So, I mean, you, we all have to be careful is in it this accurate? day and age. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, what's the good in that? Well, it's going to tell you you're good to go no matter what. Hey. Well, that's a great news because some of the times I'm, do, I'm having a couple beverages and, I, and I, I have to drive later and I blow into the breathalyzer and it's like, you can't you're drive. Good, I'm like, what am I supposed to do, this. get a cab? You should, you should say that to her. <laughs> so it's encouraging. It's going to encourage you. I'm, there's so much negativity out there. It's a very positive mug. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the McDinger special, will it just brings positivity to your life. Double click for a little booze. Blow into it to have it tell you you're good to go. Push the right button for a little bit of encouragement. Like... No, she, that's it, affirmation for forty dollars. It's it's her fault she can't orgasm. Uh huh. You know, I mean, those are real things. Hello. <laughs> I didn't know we worked blue here on the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, it it brings joy to your life. It's the McDinger mug. I designed it with the folks at Moral Implications. I, I does it have your face on every cup? <laughs> you can get my face. I encourage that. Uh, you can, but you can customize it as well. It's thirty nine ninety nine. That's a steal. Uh, get it now, moralimplications.com. I'm going to buy one. Get I'm it now. I'm going to buy the warranty. That's great. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Afternoon Yap. 
Dinger Dog. Yes! I just can't get over how excited I am to see you. I've had five weeks to write sketches, and I only had one sketch at the top of my notes. Will it top the sketch? I mean, the, the notes that I found about your 12 steps for living. I, I sure hope so, but oh. I don't know if it can. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know if anything high can. bar. And this is going to be a recurring sketch because it just writes itself. This is called Being Dinger Is. And Aaron, this is going to be really helpful for you. Okay. And, and, and join in if you want to, too. All you can right. make up your own. This is more of an improv thing. This is <laughs> yeah. Being Dinger Is. I'm just going to list off, off the top of my head, off the top of my notes, just things that encapsulate the Dinger dog. I've known you for, what, 20 years now, Dinger? Yes. We just celebrated our 20-year anniversary of being BFF. Was that yep. platinum anniversary? Platinum anniversary. Oh, crackers involved. I remember, I, remember, I remember like it was yesterday, Dinger dog came up to me and he's like, I don't have many friends, and I really think <laughs> that me and you should be buddies. Can I start hanging out with you? And I was like, I don't know if you want to go down this rabbit hole, frost, man. I don't know if you could frost your tips or wear these things. <laughs> I was like, do you smoke? And and 16-year-old one, uh, oh, Dinger man. was like, I think I could start. I can. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think I could start. This, this sketch you is called, try. This sketch, you got money? This sketch is called Being Dinger Is. And like I said, Aaron, if you got any got you want to add in, okay. add them in. And Dinger Dog, you can add them in too. Oh, great. Being Dinger Is, having all appendages curved left to the left slightly. That's his nose. That's his legs. That's his... Dude, the legs, come on. You know how many <laughs> years I wore those braces? Being Dinger is eating China Buffet at 10.45 a.m. on a Tuesday. Come on. You've all been hungover before. <laughs> this is on a Tuesday. This Oh, good point. <laughs> You've all been hungover on a Tuesday. This, uh, being Dinger is having tongue replacement surgery due to constant Sour Patch Kids munching and snacking. Those things just rip up your tongue. Being Dinger is, <laughs> being Dinger is not even enjoying his third donut of the morning. Because he's just like, I can't believe I'm eating a third one, but nobody else is eating them. And I, I don't want Sanchez to take my donut. Being Dinger is not even enjoying his third Red Bull vodka of the morning. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You and that's on a work day. I generally enjoy the third one. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm Me and you were talking about uh, the afternoon yap. We'd make a graph. And it's, it's a bar graph for the quality of the show as the Red Bull vodka consumption goes oh. up, our sweet spot is mm-hmm. two. Sure. And our downfall is three. Yeah. And that's where it kind of things just go real wheels this off. This is classic chunk. That would not be a bar graph. That'd be a line graph. Line graph. I'm sorry. Whatever. Sorry. I did not get. It's a bar graph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not get good marks in school. <laughs> being, being dinger, being dinger is not even enjoying his third Red Bull vodka in the morning. Being dinger is not even enjoying his marriage in the morning. Being well, dinger. Come on. <laughs> well, I enjoyed this, fellas. Good luck. Well, you're, you're welcome. You're the new co-host. I'm going to be dead. <laughs> being dinger is being able to fo- afford five fishing oh. rods, a rowboat, assorted bait, and tackle, but not much needed therapy. Oh. <laughs> Not much needed therapy. I got it. I you kind of you ran through that. Like but most buried. fishermen think that fishing is therapy. Yeah, it's my church, man. When was the last time you went fishing? Um, I can't wait till you say it was a day that you were supposed to be in another country. You <laughs> sob. I, I'm just trying you to think. Hurtful it's a day I told S-O-B. you I had something else to do. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't I'm say Monday. And you're gonna be like, you said it was PTA night. Chunk, I can't. I'm spending quality time with my kids. Like, no, you're not. I, I just drove by you and you're fishing. I saw you in the river. Being Dinger is lying about being able to beat the first Super Mario Brothers and coming in first in Fortnite. Explain uh, yourself. 
Yeah. You were here. You saw it. You stood up and cheered. I could barely keep you off your knees. Dinger, I almost started crying. I was <laughs> so happy. Have you ever been... Do you have kids by chance? No. Dinger dog, you have kids. And I just... I, I imagine when you're looking at them and you're just... They keep letting you down. <laughs> and that's what you kept on doing. You'd, you'd be like, I can beat Super Mario. And I'd sit and I'd watch and I'd parade and I'd... Oh, let's do it. You got to level eight. And then you just let me down. And you did it the other day. He beat Super Mario Brothers, the first one. It on took him a couple tries. Life. I still nice. don't think that you beat Fortnite, though. Uh, I mean, if you don't beat Fortnite, you just get victories. I got one. Being Dinger is good for the Colombian drug trade. <laughs> Way to go, Aaron! <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome to the show! Right. It's fun, right? This is a great game. Making fun of your best friend, yeah. it somehow makes me feel really good. Right, right, right. Being Dinger makes the other parents at the PTA meeting feel good about themselves. <laughs> okay. Okay, Aaron, now take it easy. Take it easy. All right. This is still the Chunk and Dinger show, I think. Being Dinger is occasionally, occasionally, occasionally objectifying women. Occasionally. No, bullshit. I, I call shenanigans. <laughs> oh, please. I've seen you whistle and catcall. All kinds of ladies. I, I, everything that, that poor I girl in those in the that was running, and you were watching her run in heels. I have been in one car accident, <laughs> and you gotta bring it up. Being dinger is waking up in the morning and thinking, "Shit, I could really use some whiskey right now." The hair of the dog. I mean, I don't understand why it got so wrong to drink in certain hours. <laughs> Being dinger is starting to run again, and then just kind of stopping. And started Explain again. yourself. And started again. Explain yourself. Oh, please. Have you, been, have you been running since you got back? I ran this morning. For what? To the donut from store? Away, you ran away from his demons. <laughs> from your problems? Yeah. <laughs> guys Being dinger hurt. is, and this is a true one, driving a truck with no speedometer and no fuel gauge. I was in the tr- in dinger's truck, and he goes, listen. I was like, you don't have a fuel gauge? And he's like, you just got to kind of keep tab on how much you've been driving. It's like, <laughs> how do you know... How, what speed you're going? He's like, well, you look at the sun and the moon and you do it. <laughs> Explain yourself. You bought a lemon from your brother? You know what? We're not all white bread chunks of the world. Some of us scratch our way up I to think, the top. I think that this is my favorite example of being dinger is. Like just hopping in this pretty much good looking truck. No speedometer. No fuel gauge. Were there brakes? The brakes didn't you put work. your feet the down like Flintstones. The, the odometer stopped working. Okay, so there's no odometer. Well, that was, and then that was really bad because I, I didn't just guess how much I drove. I used the odometer as the fuel gauge, right? Like, that makes the, sense. You know those people that just add extra steps into their life right. instead of adjusting one thing? <laughs> they, they add like four or five more things. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Um, uh, get ding, together ding, ding binger is. Being dinger is partying his ass off on a work night and waking up the next day feeling like absolute fine. Oh, it's a gift. <laughs> dinger a says gift. if you're hungover, 20-minute shower, four ibuprofen, one Red Bull vodka, you're Done. good to go. And I was like, do you need breakfast? He's like, no. Pamphlet SPKs. What's an SPK? Sour Patch Kid, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is where I'm really reaching. Uh, being... <laughs> Being dinger is living by the three Ds: drinking, donuts, and being a dingus. Sorry, I was... <laughs> I'm glad you still went with it. <laughs> and last but not least, I think that this one's a little bit crude. My wife wrote this, All right. so I'm going to throw her under the bus. 
She likes me. This is the last one. Being dinger is, and I don't want to mess this up, living on a street that's too crowded, crowded to park on so that you can live in an area that you're too old to enjoy with a mortgage that's too expensive to pay for just so your kids can get a dicey education. I didn't oh. <laughs> Oh, whoa, Bean, Bean Chunk's wife is going to be a new skit. I throw her under the bus. I wrote, I wrote that wow. one. Dinger dog. So enjoy the suburb. Let's asshole. get into our second. <laughs> let's get into our second. I can't wait until you have to mow the lawn three times a freaking week. Take your shirt off, fat ass! Like, leave me alone. I'm mowing. Uh, let's get into our second segment of the evening, shall we? Oh, sure. This is what Aaron's here for. Uh, this is our Yap Quickies. This is where we talk about video games, podcasts, TV shows, movies, board games, just stuff that we like. Quick reviews. Bada bing, bada boom. Dinger Dog, are you ready for your first one? Dinger Dog, what you been doing, bud? Oh, man, I've been flying all over the world, and so I've been watching crappy in-flight movies. And when you're Mm. in a flight... What's, What's the worst one you watched so far? Oh, well, the worst one was Anon, but that's not what we're going to cover now. Okay. We're going to cover right now... Rampage. Rampage. Oh. But, but here's here's the background. Uh, I didn't know that on an international flight, you don't have to pay for the drinks. Oh, nice. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> that adds a whole new element. Right. Really? And I was flying... Um, How many drinks can fl- you fit? I was, flying, I was flying a particular Asian airline, and they brought me the wrong drink. And you would have thought when I told her... That I that I stabbed her in the stomach. Oh man! And she was like bowing and so sorry, and then brought me like fifty. Like wow. I mean, she, like wow. she brought me a bunch of drinks as an apology, and I was like, yeah. "You know how to make it right? Uh-huh. I'm gonna watch Rampage yeah. and have seven <laughs> scotches." Nice. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I like if the was... Rock. I like seven I know, scotches. I mean, I, honestly, I I do love the Rock. I would I would just curl right up next to him. And just put my arm around him. He would bed. keep you safe. He would keep me safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, and I, and as much as I wanted to hate the uh, the guy from The Walking Dead that says like he's got he's Rick, the, not Rick, the uh, the bad guy later on that that talks oh, in a really uh, stupid way that he's like Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan. Yeah, sure. I there's a and another thing, and that'll be the time. Yeah. Don't mess with it. And he talks that he's the same character. Yes, we're talking about the same guy. But seven scotches later, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think at one point, and this is true story. Uh, had to wipe a tear away. Can I get some peanuts? <laughs> Can, Can I, I get some peanuts? Okay, and I was like. Tissue and that, wiping my eyes. That's why I've, he I've went cried. To I, I cried from at Forrest Gump once when I was drunk. No, no. I mean, I would. But this was rampage, and I was tearing up. <laughs> so, rampage. Have seven scotches. Watch it. Have a good cry. Okay. Uh, Chunk, what have you been doing, man? Uh, so I finally got the chance to play this game called We Happy Few. Uh, it got kickstarted a couple of years ago, and it was a really successful Kickstarter venture. Uh, it, it had been in early access for years, and it finally just released a couple weeks ago on Steam, on Xbox One, and on PS4. It launched for a full 60 bucks. This is totally an independent game that should have been two hours at most that they stretched into a full... I don't know. I don't know how long the campaign is. It might be eight to ten hours. I only played the first couple of hours. Uh, it looks okay. Uh, the art style is kind of cartoony like Bioshock would be. The, the the aspects of the game, right down to the text and the, the feel of the world, is very Bioshock. They definitely lifted a ton of stuff from Bioshock. The theme of the story is, what if uh, the Nazis won World War II 
And the way that people cope with that is that they take a, a happy drug that makes them kind of just go along and smile and you stop taking the drug and you go on a venture to, I think, find out what happened to your brother. Uh, the gameplay is just tedious. Uh, there's a lot of fetch missions. There's a lot of reading. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of like stealth missions. There's a ton of, gr- uh, what is it? What's it called? Crafting that doesn't really make any sense. I don't understand why I was crafting several things, but the biggest problem that the game faces, so you could use them. Yeah. Okay. But the biggest problem that the game faces is it's just, it's not polished. It doesn't run well. There was a, a part of the game where just the sound went out for a full five minutes until I had to shut off the game to run it. It is very much a game that, like I said, should have been two hours, should be 10 to 15 bucks, but nope, it's stretched out to uh, to 60 bucks. It's got a cool idea. I really like the aesthetics of the game. I really like the idea of it, but it's just, they bit off more that they can chew. Um, so I don't recommend it, but if you are interested in renting it, it is at uh, Redbox, two bucks. It's worth checking out, but I honestly could only play it for a couple of hours. Aaron, what you been doing, Take man? It away. All right. So what we're going to do is talk about a few shows that are streaming. We're going to pair them with some food, a drink, an album, and uh, just basically get into the show this a little is, bit. And this is what he does. And I lied earlier when I said I don't read it. Well, I mean, okay, well, go ahead. Okay, all right, well, so, in honor of being on a podcast, and I believe Mark Marin is very popular on the podcasts, Mark Marin is in Glow on Netflix. Gorgeous, yeah. lady of, gorgeous ladies of wrestling, right? That's correct. So, it's a story about the original 80s show, and it's portrayed by characters going through that same kind of struggle. It's really great. It has Allison Brie. As she's she's the protagonist. That's she's the person you root for. She gets in her own way. She's great. She's kind of hot too. She's attractive. She's, she's very, very attractive. hot. She's in lingerie in some movie that I've seen her in. Well, she looks she's super good. She's in less than that in the second episode. Well, now I've got to watch it. Yeah, but then they kind of bait and switch. She never gets nude again, but she gets that's, nude. That's the, that's the whole. Never mind. Danger yeah. Dog knows how to pause a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really great. Long story short, she kind of double crosses a friend. They become heels. They become friends again. Betty Gilpin plays Debbie, who is Ruth's enemy. They're really, really good. Mark Marin plays the producer named Sam. How's, a, how's he in the show? Fantastic. Yeah. One funny line after another. Very dry. He plays an 80s scumbag Los Angeles producer to a T. Does a lot of cocaine. I'm not in love with his stand-up, but I think that he would do really well. In it. He had a, He's Marin. He has an FX show. That I thought was pretty funny. So, okay, oh, okay. Now, I know, now I know where we're going. Well, Sorry we about give that. It, no, give it a shot. Give it a shot. So, it's really entertaining. It's from the same crew that brought you Orange is the New Black. So, it's a lot of the same kind of stuff. And we're going to make, in honor of strong women, we're going to listen to Alabama Shakes. Oh, yeah. That's well, a, I like who's Alabama, Alabama Shakes? Shakes? Chuck, that's music that's not pop punk. I bet I like pop punk. <laughs> <laughs> it's bluesy, gritty. They're from Alabama. A lot of pop, rock. It's great. Uh, we're going to make a Liberty Bell lemonade with champagne, gin, and lemonade to drink. Whoa. And we're going to make some pineapple pork belly sliders on the grill. Oh, my Sounds God. Sounds like a wonderful... Wanna, can we come over to your house? Yeah, Anytime. When, when does that happen? Anytime you want. Okay, the next show we're going to go into is Sharp Objects on HBO. Sharp Objects on HBO has the 9 p.m. Sunday slot, which is the traditional prestige slot on HBO. Uh, it's about eight, eight episodes in. My wife and I are only through the first two. We're watching it on demand. If I can sum it up in a few words, it is 
I would say True Detective meets Little Big Lies. Basically, Amy Adams. Oh. Yeah, no kidding. Beautiful, right? She's, oh. she's absolutely gorgeous, and yeah. they kind of try to tone that down a little bit because yes. it's uh, she's so beautiful, but they, they do try to make her look a little less gorgeous. Do you think that gorgeous. Kermit yeah. had a, Kermit the Frog in her? Kermit. And Amy weren't, Adams? Yeah, weren't they in a movie together? Uh, probably oh, the Muppet sure. movie. Yeah. yeah, do you think that Kermit, you know, parlayed that into I would hope so. All that's right, why, sorry, you, take, sorry, that's why you take that role if you're Kermit. <laughs> uh, so Amy Adams plays uh, uh, in a, a reporter who lives in, Seattle, uh, lives in St. Louis, and she comes back to her small Missouri town to uncover a murder mystery kind of deal. She's a journalist, right? She's a journalist, yes. Did I? Did you already say that? I said reporter. Journalist is much listening. more accurate. That's fine. Okay, go ahead. Um, and she has a drinking problem, and she has a younger yes. sister who died. And that's not a spoiler. Yes. Uh, you find that out in the first five minutes. And she battles her own demons. She drinks her head off. It's incredible. Um, at least the f- first two or three episodes I've watched. So what we're going to do and pair with pairing that episode is we're going to make a pot pie for some reason. I think poor people you need in to Missouri make, you need to would feel drink a pot good. pie. That show, I only watched one episode with my wife. Uh-huh. And even a sex scene, they make you feel really uncomfortable. So yeah, a sex scene, a sex scene with Amy yes. Adams. That's her name, right? Yeah, Amy Adams. Yeah. They make you go, oh my God, like I don't know if I should be watching this right now. It's not like it's crass or anything like that, but they just the way that it's lit and the and the way that they act and stuff, it's just it's they they make you it's off-putting. Sure, yeah. At that's, least that's whole, what I got from the episode. Vibe. The whole okay. lighting, scenery, cinematography. You're not meant to feel happy at all in that movie. Pot Part pie would show. go well. Yeah, yeah, pot pie. You need some comfort food. Amy Adams' character listens to a lot of Led Zeppelin. We're not going to play Led Zeppelin. We're going to play some Black Sabbath because that they makes, did it better. Yes. And, and the, the, what we're going to drink is uh, crystal meth. We're just going to get right into the yeah. right into the show. Just spark it up. I've, I've never and actually I, drank and it. I only, I, and I would like a review on this just because I'm kind of curious about going back to the first season. Is this a sh- what, what score would you give it? I know that you probably don't like giving scores. But, like, is this a show I should go back and watch? Well, this is the first season. Oh, that's right. That's yes, right. That's right. It has just started. It just started. I would imagine there is going to be a... Another season, even though we're only two episodes in, I think it's Cash Machine, and it's 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 just really well done. Well, let me educate you. It's based Who's on, prettier, it's, Amy Adams or Isla Fisher? Uh, They're both it's based ads. on a One. book by Gillian Flynn. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Gillian Flynn. Gillian Welch. No, <laughs> she's a singer. No, I like her too. Yeah. I love I love Dinger as my co-host because he's like, I want to talk now. <laughs> I don't have anything to contribute, <laughs> oh, but I want to talk I right mean, now. Hey, yeah, it's going to be great, great <laughs> podcasting us arguing about which gorgeous redhead is hotter. You, yeah. It's they people, they, people they make Amy Adams not – she's still pretty, but they re, it's just fascinating. She drinks a lot in that – her character drinks a lot in that and show. And they kind of give her a little vodka belly even. They, yeah. It's a, they, they do make her uh, less attractive conventionally than she is usually in shows. I like how you conventionally good good job. Keep well, going. thanks. Keep All right, going. so the next one we're going to go to is Brockmire on IFC. Longtime Simpsons fans should tune into this. Internet. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Internet Film Channel is still around. Is that what the I stands for? I thought that's what it. Oh, you, no, it's independent. Independent Even, Film yes. Channel. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the only for a loop for a second. The only reason I remember show, no yeah. because I remember IFC and because the only reason I ever watched IFC was because it had a, a TV show called The Whitest Kids. You know, 
which is a oh, I sketch of comedy show, yes, which yeah, is fabulous. Yeah. Okay, I'll check. I'm sorry, out. I just didn't know that that no, that uh, that was around anymore. So no. can I, I'm going to stop you just to cover to defend myself. Remember, like two seconds ago, when Chunk said he loved having me as a co-host because yeah. I just say whatever. And then you were talking about something. And then, let me interrupt. Let everyone. me interrupt. One time I watched this show about white boys. Aaron, go ahead. All right. So, so back to Brock. Dinner Dog man. once got up during recording to go make himself a drink. I believe that. When we were recording. Couldn't wait for a commercial. Okay, back to Brock Byer. So, no, fine. So, Hank Azaria turns in the best work of his career, I truly believe. He plays a disgraced baseball announcer, finds out his wife's cheating on him, hits the bottle, hits the rock. Hits the ladies. It's ridiculous. He gets sent down to the minor leagues where he, he finds love interest in Jules James, who's played by 90s heartthrob Amanda Peet. They have a real oh. chemistry. It's really, really great. And a rising star is Tyrell Jackson Williams, who plays Hank Azaria characters. Brockmire, he plays Brockmire's intern Charles. He's the brains. Brockmire is the drunk, womanizing, crack-smoking announcer it's just fantastic i've been waiting for a hank azaria show because whenever he does little spots in movies he's usually pretty funny but this is yeah. the guy that's mo from the simpsons this is right. the guy that is chief a Wiggum. Poo, chief wiggum Absolutely. he's a very talented guy and he's just yeah. he, i've never seen him have any kind of vehicle in a tv this show this is a leading vehicle okay it's it's fantastic it's and the episodes only clock in at about 22 minutes and there's only eight episodes a season so literally you can do both seasons streaming in, on in a, a rainy weekend. Saturday, and he's a, down, a he's a Saturday. down and out. He's a down and out baseball, baseball announcer. I really want to see working this. his way back to the major leagues. It's great. So with that, let, why don't you throw some brats on the grill? Oh yeah, we're gonna listen to "Guided by Voices" because Bob Pollard used to be a pitcher at Wright State. I haven't heard "Guided by Voices" since college. Uh, I haven't heard of around. that. I have not heard that name in so long. I have one buddy that was that was his favorite band. Oh, they're great. Like swore by it. B thousand particularly would be the album to listen to. And to drink, in honor of Brockmire, drink anything you can get your hands on, particularly any kind of bourbon. Aaron, I'm not hitting on you at all, but you have, like, audio chocolate voice. Dinger's got this, like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you should watch Rampage. (laughs) But you, your voice is fabulous. Did did you do radio in in college? I did not, but I I was told I had to face for radio. (laughs) He didn't go to college. (laughs) I'd like to someday, though. Dinger dog. Plus, your whole your whole bit is way better than ours. That's the bit. I've been dinger dog. Let's just back things up. I've been attacking you nonstop since this podcast, this episode has started, and the podcast. Let's back it up. Haven't seen you in five weeks. I'm super. That's the only reason I'm taking it out on you is because it's bullcrap. We haven't hung out in so long. Can I stay over? You can stay over. You have a key. Okay. All right. So the next one we're gonna do. Moving on. Is Yellowstone. It just uh, the first season ended last night. It's on Paramount TV, which is the former Spike TV. Okay. Uh, produced by Kevin Costner and starring Kevin Costner. It's written and directed by Tyler Sheridan, who does Hell or High, who did uh, Hell or High Water and Sicario. Both fantastic movies. But I feel like it kind of strikes out a little bit on Yellowstone. It's got all the components of what should really be good should make for a good television show, but they just kind of, it's cliched. It's the Godfather meets Guiding Light in Big Sky Country. And it's got Costner. Costner, he's the best part of the show, actually. Is he really? It's no. the best It's the best work, I think, since Bull Durham or Field of Dreams. I, if you like trashy soap What about Sunset uh, Brown's draft show? Oh, uh... <laughs> draft Day. <laughs> draft Day. That would be the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That, that was really, really good. Uh, it, it, it borrows a lot from The Godfather, like I said earlier. Rip Wheeler 
plays, uh, well, excuse me. Yeah, uh, well, the guy from Days and Confused, who played Benny, plays uh, the consigliere. Is that how you say it in Italian? Consigliere. I have no idea. Consigliere. Yeah. Of, of the family on the ranch in Yellowstone. Uh, he's really, really good. If you like trash, if you like to be entertained, if you don't have to think about anything too hard and you like pretty scenery, watch Yellowstone. And while you're doing it, last night I made a bison burger with bacon. I listened to Ryan Bingham, the alt-country star, because he has a character on the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, I drank a Hilltop Lager Light. It was very nice. I'm having one now. Awesome. It's really smooth. <laughs> my oh. hand smells funny, though. <laughs> well, get it out of my pants. <laughs> what? Are we on? Is this mic on? Yeah, that mic. Okay. Uh, so, next to the last one we're going to talk about is that the one I think it's really going to qu- clean up at award season. And it's not to say that it shouldn't, but the Americans should. But that's a whole other thing I can talk to you guys about some other time. We're going to talk about The Crown on Netflix. It might be the best thing Netflix has ever done. What's The Crown? The be- Crown is about Queen Elizabeth. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that is fair, man. I thought, I'm never, ever going to like this. This is going to be awful. But they make you root for these inbred, <laughs> trashy, white people, royalty in the UK. So sell it to Trump. Fantastic. Sell it to Trump. Dinga! Dinga, get in here! Is there nudity in the first few episodes? Is there drug use? This is the best pitch I got for it. John Lithgow as Winston Churchill. I like John Lithgow. All right. So so that's good. And and there's a lot of partying. There's nudity. Harry from the Hendersons might show up. (laughs) That later. Zing. At the end, he just punches someone and go away. Yes. Sorry. We we all loved him, though. But it's really, really good. Uh, I think Claire Foy, who plays Queen Elizabeth, she's going to clean up at... Award season, um, and and so is the crown on every category. It's it's nominated. And Jared Harris from Mad Men, Lane Price, he plays uh, the Queen's father. Is he the British guy in Mad Men. He's the British okay. guy. Okay, all right, all right. Imagine I know that. Something. Good job. All right. Uh, so and for the Queen, or excuse me, the Crown, we're going to listen to Queen. Any Queen album will do. I mean, any Queen album. Absolutely. Preferably a live album. Yeah. No, okay. That Queen live Wimbledon Queen. was the first CD I ever bought. Queen is one of the best live bands I've ever seen. You saw them? On Palladia. What? Palladia. Dude, that's like the, oh, the yeah, live, yeah. live station. <laughs> okay, I thought you right, had a right, time right. machine or something. <laughs> Palladia? No, he's been, that I think he's been dead before I was born. Yeah, that's exactly. what I thought. Okay, so we're going to listen to some Queen. We're going to eat some fish and chips. And I suggest making a beef eater gin and tonic. Oh, my God. I want eating. all three of those things. It's wonderful. Okay, so the last one, certainly not least... Fans of Breaking Bad should love Better Call Saul. It's the prequel. 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 Better, prequel. Prequel to Better Call Saul. Or to Breaking Bad, excuse me. It's on AMC. It stars television royalty Bob Odenkirk, who's also in Breaking Bad, obviously. And you should know uh, Chunk's hero in life. Is Bob Odenkirk I'm an enormous Bob Odenkirk fan. Well, I, one of my favorite TV shows of all time is, is Mr. Mr. Show. Show. And I grew up watching that show. I remember being 12 years old and and watching it on HBO. That is my kind of comedy. Mr. Show was groundbreaking. Bob Bob, Bob Odenkirk is my kind of comedy. He's very, very silly, but at times can go dark. A lot of the times in the show, he he just is... you can tell that, that that's a Bob Odenkirk joke a lot of the times with the stuff that he's writing. And Absolutely. like his, his off-the-wall references to like 70s TV shows that he watched and stuff. Yeah. Even the stuff that I, I don't even get. 
right. still just find really funny because it's Bob Odenkirk. Have you seen the Larry Sanders show? No. Was uh, he on the Larry Sanders he show? Was, he was the agent for Ben Stiller who was take our for yeah Ben. Oh, well, he was the agent for whoever was going to try to take over the show. He played a really scumbag character. Fantastic. I tried to watch that show, and I was probably ten when it came oh. out, and it just. I didn't think he was funny, whatever sure, sure. whatever that guy's Gary name. Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling. Yeah. I didn't think he was all that great. Um, so, yeah. I, so, Odin Kirk, he's also was in Fargo Season 2 on TV. And, uh, yeah. So, he's great. Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad is back as Mike Ehrmantraut. Michael McKean plays Jimmy's brother. Uh, well, Saul's brother, depending on how you look at the, the episode. His, his brother, Chuck. Giancarlo Esposito is back as Gus Fring, the sexually ambiguous restaurateur who was also a drug lord, a great character on TV. And uh, Rhea, I think I'm saying this right, Seahorn is Kim Wexler. She is the moral compass of the show. Vince Gilligan helps write and direct episodes. He's the showrunner. I hope it wraps up next year because it's so good. Let's do it at season five. Don't kill it. Don't 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 drag it out. Leave us wanting more. And for this one, we are going to make fried chicken tacos at home. Okay. And we're going to listen to uh, Calexico, a Southwest indie band that is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Okay. They, they, they always mix in with um, uh, Iron and Wine. They, yeah. Yeah, right, they have that right. great split. Yep. Absolutely. I, yeah. And we're gonna, in honor of Kim Wexler again, we're going to drink some Moscow Mules, but you got to do it out of a fancy copper cup. Ooh, yes. I just want to yes. kind of tail end that I love that show. And, it's incredible. And Breaking Bad was one of my favorite TV shows ever. My wife introduced me into the show, mm-hmm. and I had to go back and watch it from the beginning. And... When they announced this show, I said, I don't know how they're going to do this because Breaking Bad is such a serious show. And uh, Saul Goodman was kind of the comic relief that kind of took you back from all that stuff. And it's almost like I'm getting the goodness of Breaking Bad again with. Without a doubt. And it's just, it's funny and it's, it's, I love it. (laughs) And I have been hooked ever since. It is arguably the best show on TV. Uh, Dinger Dog. What was another movie that you watched when you were on that flight? All right, so wipe the tears away from Rampage. <laughs> take a nice little 45-minute power nap. How many poops did you take on that flight? Zero. Zero. I didn't take any poops on the whole trip. How many pukes did you take? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, all right, come back and Tomb Raider. You know, fans of the show will know that I am a Tomb Raider. Like, I love them. Tomb Raider series. I'm a sure. fan of the whole thing. And I was I was pretty excited about this reboot, although it it kind of went un, like unknown. That movie came out and nobody even noticed I, it. I didn't know it came out. I thought... So, uh, I, I'm not as prepared as Aaron or good at Aaron. I didn't pair this with any <laughs> drinks or, or food. Yes, you did. You paired, paired it with seven scotches. No, I've actually paired it with several drinks. But seven I don't scotches even know and two who, peanuts. Plays, who plays Laura Croft. But Walton I, Goggins is the enemy, and I love Walton Goggins. Oh, He's the villain. Fantastic. Yeah. The, okay. He Hateful was great as the enemy, yeah. right? Uh, Laura Croft. I just, I just, she was She's not voluptuous enough. No, no. I, I love the land voluptuousness. But can't rest yes. a drink. <laughs> no, no. Come on, no. I just thought that she didn't have enough. Um, I really was looking forward to some anger in. In this, like, so I I heard rumors that they were going to reboot this. Maybe it was the video game, but I thought the movies would follow suit where they would reboot her with, where she wasn't so prim and proper, and so, you know, do right all the time. I wanted right. her to do wrong. 
And maybe it's just like deep, dark, dinger fantasies where I wanted to do wrong. But she didn't do any. She always did what was right. I think the movie was just okay. It kind of came out as an action she, thriller. But so are you saying she was a hero and not an anti-hero? There was not. There wasn't even a smell of anti-hero. Mm, you know what I mean? It's like sure, it's like sure. so of course she like uh, the arc was so like oh she's kind of lost in her life and then she figures it out and she's a hero and oh, it's gotcha. like. I'm sorry if there's spoilers there, but I expected more. So uh, that gave was call for three more scotches. All right, let's do it. Right. Uh, the last, yeah, quickie of the night is Dead Cells. Um, it is a new indie that just came out on, I believe, Switch and Steam. It's 25 bucks. Uh, it is a, now I want to say this right without making myself look like an idiot. It is a combination of a Metroidvania game, so that's very much a 2D uh, uh, action-adventure game where you're opening up different areas as you are discovering new items. But it's also a roguelike, and this is the one thing that I don't want to say wrong because I've never played a roguelike before, but apparently a roguelike, according to Google, is a game that when you die, you start back from the beginning. But you have gained all of the, the knowledge and the, uh, the items that you have gained during your playthrough and you just keep on rinsing and repeating and you get a little bit farther every time and until you finally get to that last boss. It is also a mixture of Dark Souls, so it is punishingly hard, but it's also a game that has fair gameplay. The 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 combat is, is from what I have played, is very fun. You can roll through enemies. You can uh, dive bomb into enemies to kill them. You can pick up a variety of weapons, shields, uh, 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 weapons that uh, what do you call them when they shoot uh, a project, uh, projectiles <laughs> shooters the art is very much a throwback to 8-bit 16-bit games of that era um, I it is scoring very well people really really like this game it, it, it is but what's the trunk score I am having a tough time getting into it so I have probably played a couple of hours I will play I'll get to the boss I'll die uh, but I'll get some of the, the health abilities. I'll get some more weapons and stuff. I'll come back to that bass. I'll die. I'm just, it's not clicking yet, but that's not to say that it's not a fabulous game. I just I don't just, think that kind of just, game is made for you, right? It absolutely is. I love Dark Souls games. I love Metroidvania yeah, you, but, games. But, I love I love throwbacks. But you have an attention span of a, of a drunk man, Oh, I have right? a terrible attention <laughs> span. But that does if, 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 if when a game clicks for me, usually I can, you know, yeah. that's when I start to get excited. But I don't know if it's because we have this huge influx of Metroidvania games right now. I mean, we just came off Hollow Knight, which is the one of the... A very a similar idea, Metroidvania mixed with Dark Souls. There's a lot of these games coming out back to back to back to back. Guacamole 2 or Guacamole 2 just came out. It's scoring very well. It's a Metroidvania game. I don't know if, it, if I'm seeing a bunch of fatigue or if the game just does not hit me yet. I want to keep on playing it because my friends are telling me it's really good. The review scores are telling me it's really good. But for whatever reason, Metroidvania games are, are one of my favorite style of games. It just has not clicked yet. But I'm going to... I'm going to keep at it. All right. All right, fellas. That's it for Yap Quickies. Thank you guys want to take a quick break? Yeah, but I want to know what a guacamole is. That, it's, it's another kind of Metroidvania but, game I mean, with an art. It like sounds like an avocado fighter. Yeah, I know. It does. You're, you're like a Nacho Libre character. But it's uh, it's like Jack a chewy. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Nice. gotcha, gotcha. But it's it, it, this is guacamole two or guacamole two oh, or and uh, mm. the the first one scored really well too. But that's it for Yap Quickies. Let's take a quick break. We'll have a commercial. We'll be right back. Moral implications. 
So, Trunk, earlier in the episode, you mentioned we've been friends for like 20 years. 20-some years, yes. So, um, we I went back to my folks in Moral Implications, and we developed we, they, we developed the, the, the cup for me, and we developed an app for you. Because, I mean, you're an asshole. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I mean, like, it's not the first time you've heard this, but you're... So, I, I want to fight this, but it's... <laughs> But it's accurate. You know, in my 30s, I've been really trying to reflect on this. And, like, I've really, like, when I've been talking to people, I'll be like, don't say that. Or just, like, change what you're going to say because you've been doing this but since you were 14 like years so old. But that so much work. And, like, I, don't, I hate to see you work so hard. It stresses you out. You're gaining weight. Like, all these things. <laughs> so, what we developed. Your titties are just <laughs> big. We've developed. Your fine. The folks in Moral Implications with me and Aaron have developed mm-hmm. the a lot of work. <laughs> the old lap, the whole lap, athole. Like when you hold your tongue and say apple, athole. It's, it, it's Spanish. A, it's Spanish for asshole. It and it's an app that you download on your phone. And this app is going to do all that hard work that you were trying to do because you're in your late 30s and pretty much late 40s. Uh, and it's so, like, here's the situation. Your wife comes home while we're doing the app with the dogs. You go upstairs and you say, uh, can't you stay away? Bzz, 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 bzz. The app and is I gonna... just go off the deep end. <laughs> yeah. And the app is going to warn you that you're being a dickhole. Well, that this is a good thing because this happens every day. I mean, for you, yes. I mean, yes. So every day. So when you're in line at McDonald's and the person there that's making... 250 an hour doesn't fill your diet coke up all the way go <laughs> and you're Start a st- fire. and you're starting to lose your mind on this person <laughs> and you're saying something about their upbringing it's going to go eh, 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 and you're like maybe I'm an asshole yeah maybe right? maybe so, this is on me maybe maybe it's not how does this technology them? work now so the fo- the app itself is always on <coughs> it's always recording your thoughts it's it's also uh, tied into your blood pressure your heart rate things like that so it knows when you're being liver asshole. functioning. Liver it's, functioning. It's so it it's tied into that. And so let's say, for example, you're in an airport in a Caribbean country. Yeah. And there's in, no air conditioning. There's no air conditioning, <laughs> right? Because why keep your customers cool or comfortable? Malaria or, is rampant. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's just uh, why would you when you're about to say that this country is. Burr, 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 I can't burr, wait burr, to leave. You know? Yeah, it, it's gonna help you get through life without being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what? It's nine ninety nine month, and so that's one hundred twenty bucks a year. And just think of the time you'll save and think, the money, and the friendships, and the jobs, and and, and and the the arguments with my wife. How's the cake? It's not dry. <laughs> and the the alarm goes off, and I say it's it's delicious. Just yeah, say it's delicious. Let's. Just How's this outfit look? It looks great. No alarm goes off. It's Thanksgiving, right? Were you upset with my mother? House. Yes. And and she just happens to say something about your income. <laughs> it goes off before that. It can actually like wow. for that's actually an extra for five dollars okay. more a month. It will. That's the recognize the, for on on the pro mode. It will recognize a situation where you're bound to be an asshole, <laughs> and it will it'll buzz ahead of time. It's so, like it's like it's like a 
uh, a lie detector test, it knows when you're about. Yeah, it knows. It, it can tell. It's like, uh, you know what, lady? You, you've already only thought that in your head, and it's going to give you the buzz. Have and you ever seen gonna... Minority Report? It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And this is designed for folks. Aaron, keep the comments to yourself. Oh, shoot, the alarm's going off. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot. It's accurate right there. Yeah, that thing you said about my left-leaning everything. (laughs) You know, this is going to save everybody a lot of heartache. It might make your life less funny, but it's going to make your life peaceful. I need this. Get it. It's the Athol app. Brought to you by the folks at Moral Implications. The base model is $9.99 a month. You can get the add-on that predicts when you're going to be in Athol for $4.99 more. Uh, Available now at the Moral Implications app store. Download it now. Get it. Absolutely. If you're drunk. Hello and welcome back for the third and final segment of the afternoon yap. Dinger dog. Yeah. I'm sorry for all the dinger dog sketches, but I just, I haven't seen you in five weeks. It's the only muse that I got. You're my best friend. You're the easiest thing to write about. You're sensuous. You're tempting. It's just, it's an easy thing to do. Dinger dog. So you accidentally butt texted me, I don't know, a couple of days ago. It was pretty funny. I didn't even know the iPhone had this. Dinger Dog, just out of the blue, it's like uh-huh. 10.30 on a Friday. It just said, Sherry, would you, would you like to share your location with Dinger Dog? And I was oh, like, wow. would I like to know where Dinger Dog is at all times? And I said, of course, okay. Except, it shows yes. a little map of where Dinger Dog is. I didn't know that this – did you know this existed? The technology, the time I, I is now. I blocked this, but yes. Dinger Dog, you let me you – because you didn't know because this was a butt text. So I knew exactly where you were for 24 hours. And you have no idea how surprisingly accurate share your location Uh-oh. Apple is. And, and I just, I have, I be I, I I have mean, the I'm notes. Pretty, I, I'm racking my brain for what Friday was. I have the notes. I have the notes. 5 a.m. You woke up in bed in Clintonville. That's no big, right. That's, no that's big accurate. Deal. Sure. Hung over. Did it tell you that? It, it's surprisingly accurate. <laughs> surprisingly accurate. Full pop-up tent, but only because you had to pee. Urethra works. <clears throat> okay, okay. 6 a.m., went outside to run, posted on social media, hey, guys, I'm running again. Went back inside after three minutes and ate four donuts. You rise and grind bastard. <laughs> yeah, that is an accurate app. <laughs> 7 a.m., bathroom for the first emergency make of the day. It says you were contemplating a quick shaving cream tug? What does that mean? Well, you see... <laughs> It's a little bit like conditioner, but better. <laughs> uh, 8 a.m. Quick liquor store run to stock up on Red Bull vodka and three-hour energy. Apparently, Dinger can't afford five hours of energy, so he has to settle for the three? Well, and here's what I learned a while ago. If you take two five-hour energies, it does not equal ten hours of energy. What is two X5? You know that BAM, the, the Alabama shakes? Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Right. But two threes... <laughs> It's a nice place. Yeah, okay. Dinger, 10 a.m. Catholic Mass. You've got On some splaining to do here. What were Saturday, you doing at Catholic Mass? Uh, uh, penance. 
Uh, 11 a.m. Kroger clearance aisle, grabbing a quick bike. Uh, Day-old chicken wings, bone-dry turkey sandwich, or a cheese ball on its last leg. Which one was it, dog? Which one did you have for a snack? I actually dipped the chicken wings in the cheese ball. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 12 p.m. at the regular theater and not the dollar theater because of the man. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Smuggled in sodas and snacks to save a quick buck. The, I mean, one of my favorite stories of all time, Aaron, uh-huh. was him going in with his little kids and his daughter goes, Daddy, why they got the snacks here. Why do we got to smuggle <laughs> them in in our shirts? Why did we stop Quiet on it before? <laughs> Target, try Dollar General, bro. <laughs> Sour Catch Blitz. Yeah. What is this? They're Sour just... Catch, Sour Patch Children. What the H? Uh, 1 p.m. Recess in an elementary school. That's not one of your kids. Okay, what's that all about? This is like a TV show with this, but what were you doing there? Community you were service. all the way in Grove City. Community service. 2 p.m. The Lion's Den. Is that some sort of zoological experience? Whatever it was, you walked out of there with some sort of baton used for clubbing animals. I, I don't know. Zufari. <laughs> <laughs> they opened a lion's den right here on 5th, and it's beautiful. It's you know an old bike store. This. It's an old bike store, so it's all glass and all windows. Just what you want to do when you're looking for sex toys and porno and lingerie is have an audience of a very open road. I, I you just stand there and twirl the baton <laughs> in the window. The best thing about that location of the lion's den is that there's a hamburger place across the street called five guys aha aaron i I don't get it aaron (laughs) 3 p.m hooters restaurant for lunch and a quick taters fix a dinger what's taters precious (laughs) i i get what you did there Uh, you love you are 36 years old and you i don't think i've ever heard you use the word boobs or or jubblies it's always taters Look at those hot taters. Look at those big taters. When I'm Look at those fresh of taters. Fried potatoes. <laughs> I, I, you act like I don't. Um, <coughs> Breastuses. Five p.m. downtown to meet at the local Democratic Party office. Then next door to attend a Drunk Lives Matter rally. How'd that go? Drunk Which one? Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> the Democratic Party or the Drunk Lives Matter? Because they're vastly different. (laughs) That is the same thing. 7 p.m. back at Kroger for a quick snack of beef jerky and then getting getting called dad bod by some snot-nosed punk in the express checkout lane. This actually happened. Wow. Yeah, that, that that actually all of this happened. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot that accurate. some of this is yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, keep going. This is great. 8 p.m. pulled over by a policeman. Dinger says, "Yeah, that's an open container. And if you'll just look in the back seat, I've got some noisy kids too. So if you don't mind, officer, I believe I'll be on my way." It's surprising how much a little toot like gets you right through that. Like, do you want me to leave him with you? Because I because I will. Because I I will. will. Uh, you pinch one of them so they cry. Damn. 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, you, you take one, officer. He's like, no, thank you. <laughs> 10 p.m., back to the bathroom for second emergency make of the day, this time contemplating a quick head and shoulders tug. Oh, Lots of tugs going on. I, see, I think you got it wrong. I mean, I think the app's got it wrong there. I mean, I, it's conditioner. And this was the last appointment. I, your phone I must re- have either turned off or died at this point. 11 p.m., scheduled blowout with the wife outside at a friend's house down the street. <laughs> Scheduled. <laughs> Scheduled. <laughs> it, it helps when us. you're in a relationship, you need to have 
yeah. appointments. Absolutely. If, right. If like <coughs> pressure builds, pressure needs to release. We find the best release is in front of people. <laughs> Without a doubt. And for, 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 for anger yeah. and or any other things. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, let's get into our last last segment of the evening. Uh, the that gap was hurtful. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. When you come back when you come back in a couple weeks and we're at our new house, I swear. No more dinger sketches. No. <laughs> this show won't even be about video games at that point. Yeah. I'm going to focus all my energy on working out, being a better person, yeah. and it won't be dinger dog Frozen jokes. Frozen winter shit. <laughs> You're fired. Tony's fired. Aaron's the new host. Sweet. He's going to be excited about it for about two months, and then he's going to slowly lose interest as well. No. That, was, that actually was – never mind. I was going to – I was going to say about – there was almost a rule in Chunk's Rules for Life about wearing out co-hosts, but I could <laughs> <laughs> um, For the last episode, I want to review the new game Octopath Traveler. Uh, it is a new JRPG. You're allowed to say JRPG developed by Square Enix. Uh, this is the company – Aaron, I want to start with you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what your childhood was like. How old are you, by the way? I am a young 41. Okay, so you're five years older than us. Okay, class 95, representing. Did you ever play any um, RPGs when you were a kid? Any Super Nintendo ones? Any NES ones? Well, this is. I wanted to bring this up earlier. Do, do Castlevania 1 and 2 count as RPG? No, those are very oh. much action-adventure platformers. The second no, one, stupid. Ca- Castlevania, <laughs> Castlevania 2 does have some RPG elements in it, but it's more of a, a Castlevania 2, my, my favorite all-time video game. But no, to answer your question, no RPGs for and, me. And Tinker Dog, you... You've at least seen some RPGs. Am I, I correct? I have pressed square to throw. Blue Did you ever potions. play Final Fantasy when we were kids? Nope. I played Golden Axe. Okay, well that is not an RPG. Golden Axe. <laughs> Octopath like Traveler. How much kids? Octopath Traveler, developed by Square Enix. This is the company that came out with Chrono Trigger. This is the company ah. that came out with uh, all of the Final Fantasies. Okay, uh, 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 Breath of the Mana, or I can't remember what some Breath of these of other. Mana? Uh, no, that, uh, it's not Breath. Breath of Fire. It doesn't matter. They had a lot of huge hits in the 90s, and it kind of continued on. JRPGs had this huge kind of renaissance, this huge kind of fanfare in the late 90s, and it started with Final Fantasy VII. That was one of my favorite RPGs of all time. It was one of my first introductions to RPGs, as well as Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. Uh, Square Enix said, uh, we saw a demo for this game about a year ago. They want to they come back to that. They want to give us another JRPG. They want to give, give us a throwback to the 90s game that we love. We saw a demo that came out about a year ago. I wasn't in love with it right away. There was ton of, uh, some of the, a ton of some of the tropes that I remember from the JRPG uh, era. Lots of, lots of text, lots of cutscenes. Uh, it just it, it, Right away, it didn't strike me as something that I wanted to play. And I already knew that this was going to be a game that was probably going to be about a 50 to 60 hour game. Sure. So it, this is a hard sell. Um, but the game just so happened to come out in mid-July, which is the drought of video games. The game came out. It, it started scoring really well. There was a lot of buzz about it. People were really liking about it. And I thought to myself, I'm not playing anything right now. Mario Tennis Aces sucks. I'll just trade that in. I'm going to try Octopath Traveler. But... I am pretty confident that this game isn't going to strike a chord with me. And I'm actually kind of worried that I'm going to be wasting my money. The game immediately struck a chord with me. It, it did. Every, it, it is. Was a, it a power chord? It was a power chord like Green Day. 
I heard Octomom <laughs> likes those. Octopath Traveler tells the story of eight individual characters in the world of Astera. Uh, these eight individual characters... Say that again, but plug your nose. The story of eight individual characters in the world of Astera. There's Ophelia, the cleric, who can heal wounds. There's Cyrus, the scholar, who can reveal information. <laughs> Tressa, she's the merchant who can make lots of money. Oh, it was better. Olberic, the warrior who can deal physical damage. Primrose, the dancer who can support your team. Alfin, <laughs> shut up. The apothecary who can gr- deal great elemental damage. There's two more. Therion, the thief who can steal items. And Hanit, the huntress who can summon animals to battle. You can choose which one of these characters you can be right off the bat. And the name of the game is you start in the town that they, uh, that they originate from, and you have to go around to these towns, gather these characters, and you can pick your team of four in order to beat this huge adventures. Uh, most storylines deal with either characters wanting to leave home and explore or heading out to find something or someone. There's no, there's no overarching villain. There's no doomsday device in a lot of these Square Enix games, there's always some sort of villain that wants to take over the world. There's always some sort of catastrophic event. In this, it's more about there's eight characters. Some of them just want to go out and see the world. Some of them are looking to find uh, like their father figure or a friend or a book. It's just it's not this huge, deep, uh, deep story. The presentation. It sounds like life. I'm not being yeah. a smartass. It sounds like everyday Thanks. It's refreshing. Aaron's and, trying and to I go honestly, find a loaf of bread. I honestly, I mean, I, I, I think that I would have been more interested in a, but I've played that game. I've played yeah. Final Fantasy VII. I've played Chrono Trigger. I've played this game with this kind of deep story. This game doesn't really have that. These, these characters are kind of just looking to find themselves. The presentation is the main seller of this game. It is 2D sprites over a partially 3D environment. So certain aspects have been updated, such as water, fire, snow, and lighting effects. The end result is this perfect mix of modern and nostalgia. It's, it's, the look of it is just fabulous. It, it, it immediately throws me back to Chrono Trigger with these 16-bit sprites. But the environments have these kind of like semi-3D look to them. And so when they add in the water, the fire, the snow, the lighting effects that actually look modern, it's just got this really... I don't want to sound like a total nerd, but it's just intoxicating <laughs> for a guy like me like that grew a- up on this. Like I fired up this game and there was a 16 bit Sprite tree and the leaves were blowing in the wind. And I was How like, how much does the Sprite cost? I don't know. Shut up, Jeff or Dinger dog. <laughs> Dinger. God damn it! But the look is just, it just, it brings me back to when I started playing Mario RPG, when I started playing final fantasy seven. However, it's just, it's got this, other look to it that just makes it feel modern and makes it feel fresh uh the gameplay total throwback to 90s rpgs you have a party of four you choose a character and you go from town to town to gather the rest of your party there are turn-based battles except they kind of change up these turn-based battles where these are actually really fun and it's kind of this mini game where every single battle is a strategy you you you, when you're fighting these enemies, you find out what their tells are. You find out what their weaknesses are. You exploit them to make them kind of either dazed, and then you use your stronger enemies to take them down. And it's 
these games, the, these battles happen constantly. It's, it's probably 80% of the game. And if the battle system wasn't fun, it wouldn't work. I played, I played this game for 55 hours. This is the longest game that I have played. 55 hours over the course of how many days? Oh shit. I, my wife was like, you're obsessed with this game. It, so I probably beat it in, I probably beat it in two weeks. Okay. Um, I got really, really far, and then once you get to chapter four, each character has four chapters. Wait, that's you're playing like three hours a day. I was yes. Wow. I mean, and there were there was a day where I had to go babysit the dogs, and that's that's the great thing about Nintendo Switches. Okay, I'm not glued to my TV. I was taking this thing to bed. Mm-hmm. I was I was playing it when I was doing chores, when I was watching my neighbor's dog. At like the it's at, when I'm at the office. <laughs> But it's this lovely throwback to 90s JRPGs. You've got these really fun turn-based battles. Another bad thing about 90s JRPGs are random encounters, which is super frustrating. They, they got rid of that at, at some point in the 90s because it's, it's annoying. You'll get to an area, and you are just trying to get from point A to point B, and you'll run into these random encounters. You're able to, you're able to remedy, that, remedy that about a five or six hours in because you get something that you can attach to a character that limits the amount of random encounters that you get into. There are these secondary jobs you can get. Dinger Dogs, stay with me here, bud. Where you have characters that are hunters, you have characters that are magicians, you have characters that are healers. What happens if you've got someone in your group that you want them to have a different job and you want them to be able to be able to do two things. There's these shrines out there that you can find these secondary jobs and you can tailor your team to the way that you play the game. I, I started playing the game with two tanks, a mm-hmm. healer and a magician. And I got halfway through the game and I was like, my healer is only good at healing. She's not good at anything else. Uh-huh. Why are there was, the healers always women? They, I don't know. Women I mean, are better than men. Yeah, exactly. There was, a, there was another character out there that's Tressa, that's the merchant, and she every single time she goes to another area, she picks up money. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm sick of – I'm sick oh, of – yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am sick of dealing with – because you, it's an RPG. A lot, but it's an <laughs> RPG, so you need to be buying weapons. You need to be buying armor, and I was sick of kind of scrounging for money. So I grabbed Tressa. And I got a secondary job for her, and I made her my healer. And for the rest of the game, I no longer had to worry about money. Um, The problem with the game is the gameplay follows a very specific formula. You start each quest with a cutscene. Each character has a different uh, path action. Some of the uh, one character can steal, one character can buy things, one character just fights characters from random. Uh, Every single character has this path action. So you start the quest with a cutscene. You use your character's specific path actions a couple of times. You view another cutscene. You go to a temple. You beat a boss. You, you see a cutscene. Boom. Rinse and repeat through the four chapters. And the problem is, is once you get to that fourth chapter, there's this wild difficulty spike where the game was, it was playable for a while, and then it get, gets super hard, and I just kept on getting my ass kicked over and over. My, my, like I said, my party was Hannet. Oberic, Cyrus, and Ophelia. I had two strong guys. I had a magician and I had a healer. And a Sierra Mist. And a Sierra mm. Mist. That helps. <laughs> These are my final thoughts. Oh, sorry. This is ideal for gamers that grew up on 90s RPGs. I immediately fell in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it came at the right place and at the right time. There isn't any games that are out right now. I have not played a, a JRPG since I tried Final Fantasy 13 and it just didn't work. Holy shit. And that 13. was... That 
Final that came out probably in 2010, and I was like, man, I want to relive Final Fantasy VII. Maybe I'll try 13. Didn't like it. Mm-hmm. This game is fun, strategic turn-based combat. The environments are gorgeous. They're varied. The towns. The, the fundamental problem with this game is, is you are going to be doing tons of grinding. You are in between these chapters, in between these story missions, you are going to be going out and getting into random fights. 70% of the time where you are just going out there leveling up your character leveling up your character leveling up your character towards the end of the game I was like level 40 or something and I had to level up probably 30 hours which is random fights getting my characters to level 65 before I could beat the last boss but the game is so addicting like my wife she was like this is ridiculous put that goddamn game down like you have been playing this nonstop. I just found myself at midnight like just leveling up a character or beating a boss or like finding a new job shrine or finding a new temple. There's just, it's, it looks like an old nineties RPG game, but it plays like an updated RPG game. And it's just awesome. The, the, I said that there was the punishing difficulty spike near the end of the game, which is frustrating. The okay storylines, there's eight characters and they don't talk to each other. It'd be like me going over to Dinger's dog's house and being like, hey, I want to get Red Bull. And you're like, hey, I want to get vodka. We leave and we never say anything to each other, which is, that's happened before. <laughs> we didn't but there's just, knew. there's, uh, there's this huge opportunity for these characters to have these deep storylines between each other, you know, for characters to yeah, be the, friendships with certain other characters. I'm and they just, they don't that. even acknowledge that one character is in the party. I'm it's a lengthy game from start to finish. Like I said, I put in 55 hours. I still have six other characters to finish with holy cow so i i feel like i've played enough of the game i beat it with one character which is plenty mm-hmm. but if you beat it with the seven other characters then it opens up the, the final temple and you can beat that boss and you get the true ending but i don't know if i've got another 20 more hours in me that's a lot i just i just felt like it was gonna be like when you beat it with the last, the, the, the eighth character. That's like, when my wife leaves? No, no. Then it's then like, then you're just like, she's like, I'm done. It, it just it's done. says, look at your neck. <laughs> See, oh, it's a neck beard. Embrace the neck beard. <laughs> Fedora. <laughs> Closing thoughts. If you, if you fell in love with Mario RPG, if you fell in love with Chrono Trigger, if you fell in love with these kind of early or late 90s square RPG games. You're going to love this game. It came out at the right time at the right place. Like I said in the news, the game sold so well that they are thinking about doing more of these. And I read that thinking to myself, I, I don't want to come back to this. Like this was came out at the right place at the right time. This is what I wanted to, this is what I wanted hit to play. It and I am, quit it. Hit it and quit it. I give the, I give the, uh, the game an eight. If you've got a Nintendo switch and you like RPGs, definitely check it out. It's excellent. That's it Ooh. for that's it for afternoon yap. Awesome, Aaron. It's been fabulous. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, I totally forgot about this story. Oh, okay. Have you guys heard about the controversy that happened at IGN a couple weeks ago? Uh, yeah, tell Oprah? me about it. So there's this there's uh, the, the the guy that reviewed the Nintendo games. His name was Philip Musin. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Like Musinex. He released a review for Dead Cells. And that very same night, this other YouTuber released a video that said, hey, this guy ripped off my review. Uh, what do I do about it? And he shows his review and then sections of his review and then sections of Philip's review back to back. And they are identical. Oh. The next day, Philip was fired. And Rightfully there's so. this 
yeah, there's this whole controversy. So everyone's kind of pissed at this guy, but everybody's giving him the, ben the benefit of the doubt. Everybody's thinking maybe this is just an isolated incident. Maybe his back was up against the wall. He had a pulled deadline a, that he couldn't meet. Senior year. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, like sure. the many times that I have plagiarized. Maybe this guy just had one single mess up. He's not going to come back from it, but let's give the guy the benefit of the doubt. He puts out this YouTube video. So, and it's, hold on, it's this bullshit apology. It's, it's you know, you know I, I take full responsibility for it. However, you know, I pledge to be much better in the future. And he, he gives this really lame, he doesn't even apologize. I'm sorry to, I got caught. I'm sorry I did it. He, yeah, yes, exactly. And he, he says, you know, he says to this boomstick guy who's like, you know, uh, you know, someday you'll be at my level. And, uh, you know, I, I pledge to everybody out there to find instances of me plagiarizing. What? What? Can I jump in here for a second? Sure, go ahead. Um, we do the uh, news yeah. every week. Yeah. And I was just, when you went up to use the restroom, I had to look over. I mean, so what, what this guy is accused of is play, like just ripping headlines, right? Plagiarism. Yeah. It's, it's a deadly journalism sin. Can't but come back from it. You can't come, come back, back from, from it. it. No. Right, you're saying you can't come back from it. Can't come back from it. Unless you get a job it. at the White House. Right. Well, oh, I don't, Won't oh. come back from it. But isn't that what we do every week to five weeks? I mean, but by we, hold on. Let me, isn't that what you do? Like you just did what? eight of those. Explain. Uh, you, like I just walked over. You didn't even bother to change the font from the IGN headlines well, I mean, that you brought. Yeah, I mean, the, I, why that website? Okay, I, I get where you're coming. Yeah, no, I mean, it's I, like I didn't. I, I actually, like, you used to cut and paste. You didn't even bother to do that anymore. I, I get where you're coming from. I used to just like I used to take the entire paragraph. Now I just take. There, but I just, no, I just, just all I do steal is take the, the idea rather than them. But I, I mean, I, t I just take the headline. No, you steal the idea and then read the rest of it, and then and I and I mean, Tony Bones was here weeks ago saying how you should review your own things, but then you just steal like oh, everyone's giving it a six, so I give it a six. Look, so listen, no. I am the showrunner of this show. And I have a no, deadline. A a it's second. at least every one or five weeks. It's not like you're writing anything. No, no. I, yeah, I, but I, what I write, we may have bombed today, but I wrote it. Deep. I wrote it. And here's what the difference is. Aaron, I, yes. you, you did a great job here today. Uh, I mean, it, it I wouldn't. It, it, next week, you know what's going to happen if we don't? We need to stand up and do something about this. Or next week, Chunk's going to be like, play this JRPG and have some ramen noodles with it. He's going to steal your oh. idea. So wow. you know what? You can't just rip things and then rip people for ripping things. This uh -oh. is what you do. I, I mean. Tinger Dog, I, I pledge this. you, I urge you to find more instances of me plagiarizing other than uh, every single week for the last two one. years. Episode My back two. was up against the episode wall. Episode three. No, I mean, you have to. Aaron, get him out of here. Let Wait a second. No, like, this on, is my no, show. No, this is not your this show anymore. This is my show. This is the Hold Chuck on, and Tony show. Dinger and Tony show. Dinger and Aaron show. Let's go. No, no. Get him out of here. This is the last thing. At some point, you will be. We have bad jokes. We have bad jokes here. There are, I, there are bad jokes on the afternoon yap, but they are original jokes. Uh, welcome. Welcome. All right. I, this is Jerry, my Jerry Springer moment. Aaron, Aaron, now that we've got him out here, why don't you come and sit down? Uh, what you can learn today is this. Okay. Just, I feel like Jerry Springer at the end. Yes. Let's don't steal shit. No. I mean, it's bad to steal shit. 
This has been the afternoon yap. Formerly the Chunk and Dinger show, then the Chunk and Tony show. They only think it's going to be the Dinger and Tony, or maybe the Dinger and Aaron, or the Anybody But Chunk show because he steals shit show. Well, he's um, in jail now. So it's okay. <laughs> he and Zach Smith. So, if you liked that idea, and you like follow us on Twitter, uh, a- afternoon underscore yap. Uh, check us out on gmail send us an email please send us an email we want to answer your questions we will send you a picture of chunk in his dungeon now where we put him we you'll send a picture of chunk in his junk chunk in his junk uh afternoon underscore afternoon yap at gmail.com uh and why don't you plug your bit well thanks jeff all right our thanks I dinger <laughs> dinger i appreciate that so everybody go to my twitter my insta and my blog and go to netflixandgrill.blog and then go to Facebook and look me up at Netflix and Grill. I'd like to thank everybody for this opportunity. This was great. Dinger, you were awesome. Uh, Chunk is in Guantanamo, <laughs> yeah, which sorry. is unfortunate. He's with Gitmo and Elmo yeah, there. Yeah. But I still appreciate this opportunity and uh, I hope to do it again soon. And what Chunk would say at the end, he would try to get me to say this. And to everyone except for Chunk, love ya. Peace. See you soon.